The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 336. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take your non-traditional questions and answer them here on the podcast. We have a great question today, but before we jump in, I want to talk about the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. As a non-traditional student, your time is typically a lot more restricted, a lot more limited than your traditional counterparts. And that means when you are prepping for the MCAT, you need to be super efficient, super effective. So go to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for that free account today and get access to their amazing study planner tool that will lay out everything that you need to do to study for the MCAT, including full length exams, including all of the content that you need to know and really help you see and get organized when it comes to your study schedule. And we all know that life happens, your kid gets sick, your spouse gets sick, whatever happens, you get sick. It's uh, with a quick and easy click and drag uh, interface, you can keep rearranging your schedule as needed as you go through the process so you can make sure you stay on top of your schedule. Go check it out at blueprintmcat.com today. Sign up for that free account to get access to that study planner tool. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our topic today. Great conversation from a student who has a question that I would love to answer here. Our student says, hey, Dr. Gray, I'm currently in my third application cycle, sitting on a few rejections and holds and no interview invites. During my first two application cycles, I also did not receive any invites, but I largely chalked this up to having a poor narrative and personal statement that made several flaws you've pointed out in other application renovation videos. Speaking negatively about some aspects of medicine, not sharing any stories, speaking about why I would be a good doctor rather than why I want to be a doctor. My cumulative GPA was a 365, science GPA 36, I scored a 520 on the MCAT, This score expired for nearly every school after this cycle. Oh, that's a bummer. Considering I've been out of school for so long, should I pursue a post-bac or SMP to show schools I still have the chops to be a good student and boost my GPA? I obviously will need to retake the MCAT. I have a few thousand hours in an infectious disease research lab, 150 hours of community service, and over a thousand hours of scribing. I imagine I realize I may be lacking in service hours and had planned to work on this, but these were largely unavailable to me for several years due to COVID restrictions and personal health issues. Any and all advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Great question. And this is like mm, the the perfect non-traditional question, right? Someone who's been out of school for a while, who is struggling with the process and three application cycles in and no interview invites right? That tells me there's something very, very wrong with this person's application. 520 on the MCAT, 3.6 GPA, there's something wrong with the application. Now, obviously, without the application in front of me, it's impossible for me to know what is wrong with this application. But there are several things that I can think about when kind of going through my mental checklist. 
Obviously, stats for me are not an issue. 520, 36, not an issue. Shouldn't close very many doors, if any. Let's talk about clinical experience. This person said they have 1,000 hours of scribing. That shouldn't be a problem. Now, were the 1,000 hours of scribing 10 years ago? I don't know, right? Without seeing the application, I won't know what that application actually looks like, how the student is, um, uh, what the timeline is for all of these activities. It's really hard to know. Student has research experience. It sounds like they're actively getting research experience. Great. I don't think I saw anything about shadowing on there. Does the student have any shadowing? And then ultimately the narrative, right? What is the story um, that the student is is portraying here? And it sounds like the student is saying, hey, based on application renovation videos, applicationrenovation.com is our, our YouTube channel, our YouTube playlist on our YouTube channel for all of those videos. If, if a student, and this is this is the hard one for me because there's no perfect way, there's no right way to do an application, to write an application. There's the way that I recommend based on my personal experience, based on many, 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 many conversations with deans and directors of admissions and uh, all of the students that we have helped get into medical school based on the way that we teach writing a personal statement, writing secondary essays, writing activity descriptions, all of that stuff. And so, sure, maybe if I looked at personal statement, activity descriptions, all of that, I would go, oh yeah, right? I don't like how you wrote this. Again, is it right or wrong? We can't say, but that would be more of a personal opinion. Another thing that wasn't mentioned is timing of the application. Is this student applying at the deadline every year and and really not giving an opportunity to medical schools to to take a look at the application because they don't have any interview spots left. And so that's another big question that was unanswered here. Another question, letters of recommendations. Who wrote these letters of recommendations? Are they good letters of recommendations? I potentially would be very scared that some of these letters, if not one of them, doesn't say some great things about this student, right? To have a 520, a 3-6, go through three cycles without any interview invite, there's something somewhere that is screaming out to these people, these admissions committee members, these reviewers that says, do not touch this student. And I'm very concerned what that is. So for this student, what I would recommend doing is schedule a 30 minute or a one hour call with one of our team members, right? I, I usually don't use app, uh, uh, old pre-meds podcast to sell advising, but this student I think needs an advising session to go over the application with a fine tooth comb to talk about the school list, to talk about the letters of rec and, and what, these, what those look like, uh, to see like what is this big glaring red flag that maybe this student is missing because he's too close to it, they're too close to it. The other thing to think about is just very basic um, kind of nuts and bolts uh, requirements. Are the prereqs too old? Are all the schools that you're applying to want newer prereqs, right? And the MSAR has some of that information. The Choose DO Explorer may have some of that information. Individual school websites typically have that information if you go and search for it. So just from a kind of a requirement standpoint, does this student not meet the requirements and they're not even looking at the application because they're like, oh, your prereqs are too old and we we need newer prereqs. So there are lots of things to think about as you go through this process to go, 
like, what is it? Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? Is it D? Is it E? Is it F? Is it G? Like, is it one of these things or is it a combination of everything? And that's really what we do when, when we look at a student's application. We try to figure out what's going on here. I don't know what's going on. And sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes I'll look at an application and I'll go, I have no idea why you're not getting interviews. That's very rare, but it happens. So for this student, what I would recommend doing before you go and, and spend money on a postback or an SMP, sit down for an hour with one of our advisors uh, or 30 minutes, usually an hour to, to really go through all of your applications and see what's going on. And, and let's, let's figure out a game plan together so that we know how to improve moving forward. And we're not just kind of just calling out shots in the dark going, okay, I'm going to do this now. And, and we don't really know if that's what you should do. So hopefully moving forward, we can get you there. Um, it'll just take a little bit of work and some, some detective work to figure out what it is that is, is, seems to be to me glaringly obvious in your application as to why you're not getting an interview but let's let's sit down and, and figure that out so hopefully this was helpful if you're a non-traditional student going through this process and you want to make sure you don't end up like this student i hopefully you don't all right maybe you want to sit down with one of our advisors before you apply set up a, a 30 minute call or a 60 minute call with one of our advisors before you submit going hey like let's glance through my application and see if i'm missing something and hopefully prevent this in the future. So hopefully this was helpful. I hope you um, enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, so you get all these episodes for free on your device of choice. And ask your questions. Just go to premedhangout.com, use the hashtag OPM question, and ask your questions there. We'll get you, get you situated. I hope you have a great week, and don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com for that free account today. This is MedEd Media.